Hey guys, I'm so excited to have my next guest who actually met at a speaker event. Um, he's such a cool guy. He does so many things. He's an ER physician. He's an entrepreneur. He's also an author. So i um, super excited to welcome um, our amazing guest for today. It's a real doctor, guys. You know, I, <laughs> I'm always like looking for experts and that you guys have to listen to him or you guys are not going to have a good life during quarantine. So, hey, how's it going? It's going great. Awesome. So, can you share with us, like, how you got started um, in your journey, doctor? Yeah, my journey actually started as a child. I was an only child, and so as an only child, you spend a lot of time alone and get to kind of think about things. Me too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when I was about eight, my mom had a seizure, a grand mal seizure, which kind of really scared me. I witnessed the whole thing and I wasn't really sure what to do. And I just never wanted to feel like helpless like that. And then I, in high school myself, I got in a motorcycle accident where I was injured pretty bad. I was in the hospital for three weeks and I had to undergo major surgery and reconstructive surgery on my face because I messed up my face really bad. And, uh, but the doctors there in the emergency room in the hospital, I, saved my life and so I felt really indebted to them and I thought it was such a cool thing that I wanted to do the same thing so after high school I actually was a chemist for a while and I worked as a chemist I helped develop a HIV protease is one of the HIV cocktail drugs and uh, that was pretty cool but I found being in the lab was kind of boring and kind of lonely you're just kind of there with your chemicals and your in your hood so I thought like a radiologist yeah, <laughs> but not in the dark. And so I thought that that would be the perfect time to apply to medical school. And I did. I got to got into UCLA, went to UCLA Med. Then I did my residency in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding, I, just want, I just want to see your reaction. I was like, yeah. Okay. I love, I love awesome. Yeah, I love UCLA. UCLA is awesome. Sorry, go Bruins. Go Bruins, guys. Don't, don't, don't do that to your, <laughs> to your Bruins. <laughs> I did my residency in New York and Long Island at a place called Stony Brook, which was a pretty awesome school. And uh, I got to spend some time in the city. So that was fun. I loved coming back home though to California because I didn't like the cold weather. And then I started practicing emergency medicine. I worked at several places. One of them was a place in um, Compton and Watts and Downey, so we got a lot of gangs and a lot of shootings and stuff. So I got a lot of trauma experience. Well, you didn't get street cred? Do you get street cred if you treat a blood or crypt member? Or do you think you do? You, you do? Okay. What's their secret code? <laughs> I can't tell you. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I don't want to die. All right. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. And then I uh, actually did family medicine for three years in between working in the emergency room, which is completely different than uh, emergency medicine, as you can imagine. So I got to see patients over and over and develop relationships with them. And then that kind of really made me realize a lot of things that changed the course of my life in terms of people were very unaware of what to do to stay healthy. And they basically did not know what to do. And doctors don't really know what to tell patients in terms of health, because our training is primarily in disease and treating sickness and treating pathology. So I didn't like that. And I really started my journey in health and fitness and learning about 
how to take care of people and how to keep them healthy rather than just being able to treat them when they get sick. Mm. It's awesome. Very noble journey. So like you're also an entrepreneur now, like um, your business is really cool. Like, so what made you think, you know what, being doctor is not cool enough. I want to be even cooler and start my business. Like what, what, what made you uh, start um, Gravity Ball? One of the things that I sort of think about and I like to hold myself to is I ask myself the question, can somebody else do the job that I'm doing now? And if so, can they do it as well or better? And if I'm honest, I have to say there's a lot of emergency medicine physicians out there who can do the job as well as I can and probably better, to be honest with you. And so I thought, I always want to do something where I'm the only one that is able to do what I'm doing and I can't be easily replaced. So what I thought of and really the whole driving force behind the gravity ball was I wanted to create a new medical system, a new healthcare system, one that actually works for both the patient and the healthcare providers. Because right now our medical system, it's really should be called a sick care system because it doesn't really take care of the medical providers as we're seeing in a lot of the news and the stories, mm-hmm. how people are getting fired because they don't have equipment and they're speaking out about it mm-hmm. and uh, other things. It just doesn't look out for the healthcare provider. And it also doesn't really serve the needs of the patient a lot of the times because of the way the system is set up. So I thought, what better way to create a new healthcare system than I'm going to create a new exercise method and use that as the sort of driving force to finance the bigger project, project or mission of the healthcare system. So I started a, a company called Gravity Ball Health Systems, which is a, it's a medical, it's an exercise method that I developed combined with an exercise product that I invented. Wow. Can you tell us like how you invented it? Yeah, I can. My father was actually injured in a surgery, going back to the medical system. And when he woke up from the, from the surgery, he couldn't grip anything anymore. He couldn't close his hands because the surgical team actually damaged his median nerve in his hands in both. And when, you can't, when your median nerve is damaged, you can't close your hands. And so that was pretty traumatic because my dad was a bodybuilder his whole life. Wow. So he depend- you know Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like his bodybuilding was like it, it even got started in the eighties, right? How how did he get into it? Wow, your family's so cool. Like Yeah, he was a big fan of Arnold and of Pumping Iron, if you guys have ever seen that movie, and uh Muscle Beach. So he got into that in the seventies and eighties. And I watched him compete as a bodybuilder and I would go work out with him. But it was devastating to see him. Yeah, I wasn't able to exercise anymore because he couldn't hold anything. So I thought when I was seeing patients as a family medicine practitioner, when I did that for about three years, I noticed that a lot of people also had grip issues. They couldn't grip things because of arthritis or they had a stroke or they've had nerve damage from diabetes. So I thought there's a lot of people like my dad who are in the same situation that can't use weight to exercise because they can't hold the weight. So I thought if I could invent a way that people could use weight without having to hold it. So the weight effectively attaches to your hands and feet without having to be held by the user, then that would allow a lot of people who are not exercising now to be able to exercise with weight. 
Yeah, that's genius. Um, so that's exactly what the gravity ball does. It allows the user to use weight without having to hold the weight. So we call it grip-free resistance exercise. Wow, that's cool. So like how, what, who are the types of people who are really a good candidate uh, for gravity ball? Well, it turns out even though the idea was to make the product, the exercise product, so that people who have trouble holding it could now use weight, it works for everybody because it's a new way of exercising with open hands like this. Because it turns out even if you don't have grip issues, we all have problems with overuse injuries, carpal tunnel, tendon, uh, elbow tendonitis, shoulder strain. And a lot of that is because we always have our hands closed throughout the day. We're, we're gripping our phones, we're gripping our devices, we are picking up things by closing our hands. And so we get a lot of these overuse injuries. So the last thing you want to do when you're exercising with weight is do more of this because we're doing way too much flexion in our day-to-day -day lives and less extension with open hand. So now if you can exercise with weight but have your hands open, that actually is an advantage and a benefit to all of us because it undoes a lot of those overuse injuries. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, super cool. And you also like wrote a book. Um, can you tell us about how you do that. you're just like superman so i'm because this is a perfect time to write a book right like since you guys are stuck at home like and you wrote it before this so like can you tell us what your book is about yeah so the book is called the five habits of healthy people and in this book i talk about these five habits that i have implemented in my life and that i noticed patients that i would see over the years who were my healthiest patients the habits that they would have. And so I compiled these five habits into a very simple five-step blueprint. If you incorporate these five habits into your daily life, then it's very easy to live a healthy life in a very simple way without sort of getting too complicated about everything. Awesome, and where can we buy it? It's available on Amazon in both uh, ebook, Kindle, and paperback. Awesome. So I'm just pulling up quickly right now. The Five Habits of Healthy People, A Simple Five-Step Blueprint to Living a Long and Healthy Life by Dr. Mark Chavez. Okay, awesome. So, um, you know, now we're all going through a coronavirus at the time of recording this. So, like, what advice do you have for people uh, who are, I guess everyone, yeah, what, what's your advice to stay healthy during, during this time? Other than what is kind of already being told to everyone and sort of keeping your distance away from people, those are things I don't have to tell everyone because they hear them every day all the time. Yes. The things that you don't hear, those are the things I kind of like to talk about. Yeah, what are the things that they're not telling us? I'm, I'm sure they're not. There's nothing they're hiding from us, right? What could they possibly be hiding? Could you, can you tell us? I'm sure they're hiding from them. They're just not emphasizing them. But That's true. Yeah. So exercise, now that you are on a different schedule, typically most of us will be on a little bit of a different schedule, make it, so one of the habits in the book, the five habits, is to do daily resistance exercise. So I can just go over those five habits and those would be five things that I would tell people to do during this time of, of sort of quarantine and social distancing. 
but the first one would be daily resistance exercise. So do 15 to 30 minutes of daily resistance exercise, whether if it's body weight or if you have some weights at home, or if you want to check out the gravity ball and try that out. Now that's one. And what that does is it really increases your, your circulation. So a lot of people don't know that how blood gets from the extremities, from the feet and the hands back to the heart. Everyone kind of understands that there's a heart and it pumps blood from the center of the body away. But then when I ask people and I ask patients, I say, well, how does the blood get back from after it's getting pumped back to the heart? And most people don't know how. And really how that happens is through muscle contractions, especially large muscles. And so if you're not contracting your muscles, then over time, your circulation gets less and less and less. And that's why you've probably seen older folks who develop swelling in their lower legs. And that starts to happen over time when they just sit around a lot because there's no way to circulate that blood back if they're not contracting their muscles. So you want to contract your muscles daily and often. That's the whole idea behind taking breaks from sitting down all day, like every hour. It's because it's going to increase your circulation. That's awesome. Thanks, yeah. guys. I mean, I'm not thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, doctor. Because I, I think um, I didn't. Even, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. I was like, all right, yeah, I should, I should move myself. I take, I do a lot of walks. I, I don't like to sweat, but I think after this, I was like, okay, I need, need to, need to change some habits. Um, so, um, like personally, as a, as a doctor, like you, I like, has your life changed as much? Because you kind of have a more flexible schedule, like. Do you think the medical community will change after this? Like, what are your thoughts on it, like, overall? Yes, I think this is going to be a catalyst, the, the corona, the COVID virus, to really change the whole medical system as we know it. Because what I see happening is it, the system was already very much overwhelmed before this happened. And things were just sort of barely working, barely getting by. There was already lack of resources, lack of personnel. This is the thing that's gonna really kick it over the top and cause, I believe, the collapse of the current medical system as we know it. Damn, that's some big words. So um, yeah. Yeah. What, what didn't you like before the virus and what, what do you hope will be replaced? Well, what I didn't like about it was that we, really lost our collective power in terms of the medical professionals, the doctors and the nurses to run the system. It was being run by, yeah, yeah. Right, by business people, people that don't understand the relationship and the dynamics of medicine. It was more of a bottom line sort of business. And because of that, we were not able to do certain things that were right for the patient. It was more about driving profits. So, when you think about it, if you put someone on a medication, you don't want to get them off that medication because you can calculate the lifetime value of a customer by putting them on certain medications. And you, you, you say, well, if they're on this medication for 30 years, they're going to be this much value to us over that lifetime. So it's really in, their, in the best interest of the medical people that are running the system to not get people well. You want, to, you want to maintain and treat chronic diseases, not cure them. And so that's one thing we really want to do differently is 
we want to get people well, not just maintain chronic disease. For sure. And like, what do you see as like the future of like healthcare? So the future is going to be one of the things that I do is I, my tagline for my coaching business is transforming today's physicians into tomorrow's entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so what I believe is that by taking physicians now and teaching them how to be entrepreneurs, then releasing them out into the world together collectively, we will create a new healthcare system that actually works, like I said, for both the healthcare of the health professional and of the patient alike. And it'll be the goal of that healthcare system to get people healthy and keep them healthy, not to maintain chronic diseases. So it's a completely different paradigm shift. Awesome. Very noble business, super amazing. Uh, and uh, uh, what kind of clients do you work with now? Or like, uh, what, what are the people who are working with you doing? I work with doctors who have been practicing medicine for a good amount of time. And they've seen the things that I've seen and they want to change the way things are done. And so typically they've got to a point in their career where they're kind of fed up with the system and they want to do something about it. But because they were trained pretty much in medicine their whole life and science, they didn't have any training in marketing and branding and in business and entrepreneurship, which is what I've been doing for the last about seven, almost eight years now. And so I coach them in business and entrepreneurship based upon everything I've learned over the last seven, eight years developing several businesses. Awesome. And like, what do you think is like the biggest mistake that doctors make when they start businesses or like maybe some blind spots? Like what, what is like the medical mind versus like the business mind? Well, I think the biggest mistake is they don't realize how to brand themselves and how to market themselves because they've never had to do it before. As a doctor, you typically have a team of people who will do their jobs and know their part on the team without having to be directed very much because they've been doing that particular job for so long. Now, when you jump out of medicine and develop and jump into entrepreneurship to develop a new venture out of nothing, there's no organization, there's no structure, there's no sort of blueprint that tells you how to do that, which that's exactly what the whole medical training does. It, it, just, it takes you step by step through the training process. And so it's very different. It goes from total organization and hierarchy and structure to total chaos and yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. So they're just kind of lost. They don't know where, where to start. Awesome. And um, who do you prefer? Who should work with you and who shouldn't work with you? Well, you kind of talk about who should, but like, even in the doctors, you know, there's kind of yes and no. So what, what are your 100%. thoughts? Yeah, doctors who are willing to basically sacrifice a lot of their time and a lot of their, their sort of what they believed to be. Um, so in other words, they have to be ready to make a big change in their life. And that, what that means is they have to get out of medicine and take a risk 
Now, I tell doctors that it's not really that risky because if it doesn't work out for you, you can always go back and work yeah, as a doctor. doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good fallback career to have, but you have to be willing to jump out of that and see things and do things differently. And a lot of doctors just aren't there because of whatever reasons. A lot of them get themselves in trouble financially because they, when you go from training to a full-fledged doctor, your, your pay increase goes up quite a bit. And then they get themselves in these sort of lifestyles when they buy cars and houses and stuff where they're kind of trapped. And so they're not able to say, stop working as a doctor for a, a year and then just do something else because they have all these other obligations. Yeah, it's true. Spoken, spoken. So why I love this. Um, and what are your thoughts on like telehealth and telemedicine right now? Cause I heard like HIPAA laws were relaxed and everyone's kind of going online. Like I've been running a lot of summits and people are confused how zoom is. I mean, it's not their fault. I'm, I'm just saying like they are confused. Right. So do you feel like there's any challenges to like doctors understanding technology or understanding like how this new world is now? Cause you can't even go outside. Like what are, what are your thoughts on like telehealth? I think telehealth is actually very good for most of the things that we do. Probably about 80% of the things. A lot of doctors though, going back to what we just talked about, aren't sort of up on technology because they haven't been using it to communicate with people, especially online to see patients and other providers that they're communicating with. So this is a great opportunity to get a lot of doctors sort of up to speed on technology and the power of, of technology and how it can be used to basically serve more people and help more people. So I think it's a good thing. That's awesome. And, um, how can we work with you? How can we find you? Stock your Instagram's amazing. Um, so where where should we continue the conversation with you? Yeah, I go by the Health MD on all social media. So you can find me on Instagram at the Health MD, also on Facebook, the same. And check out the Gravity Ball as well. We're we're on the Gravity Ball method on Instagram, and our website is gravityball.com. It's a really great way now, especially that we're kind of in, inside much more to maintain your strength, get that circulation going. It's a really fun way to exercise and it's over a hundred exercises on one device. So you're, you're not going to get bored. You're going to have a lot of fun while you're getting healthy. Awesome. So, wow, this has been so great. I learned so much from this. You're an inspiration to all of us during this time. Is there anything else you want to share with us that you didn't get a chance to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I would love people to do, especially at this time now, is before we were inside a lot and kind of spent a lot of time online, more than, well, more as much as we're spending now, a lot of people would tell me, I have an idea for this, or I've been meaning to do that. And I really think I would love to try this, but they weren't doing it because they were so busy with their work and their careers and they didn't have the time. So now is the time to start working on all those things that you've been wanting to start, but have been putting off, whether it's writing a book, whether it's starting an online business, whether it's starting your speaking career, whatever it is, no excuses. Use this time now. So when we are done with this and we kind of go back to the way things were 
which will probably never be exactly the way they were, you'll have already started that thing that you've been wanting to, and it's going to have momentum and you're going to get it done and you're going to be happy you did. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate all the advice guys. Get the gravity book, uh, gravity, gravity ball, uh, read his book, um, go to his website. Thank you so much, doctor. Really appreciate your time. Um, somebody else was uh, on Facebook live. She says, thank you. Honey says, thank you. Um, but yeah, this has been great. Uh, you know, we welcome you to any other future podcast you'd like to co uh, come to. And uh, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you, Lee. It's been fun.